You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So we've touched on this storyline just a little bit as far as some stores being closed in California, some major retailers. We've got a bunch more to this storyline now. We've got coordinated crime sprees are forcing retailers to close stores and limit hours. A lot of folks kind of posted the Neiman Marcus or the thieves were just taken off with handbags out the door. It was clearly they had it planned. They booked it out, had a bunch of cars waiting, boom, gone. And why are they doing this? Well, because they know if they steal below a certain level, you're not really going to get a felony charge. In fact, they're not going to probably get any charge at all, right? They're just going to get off the hook or they might get a they might get a little misdemeanor. And so people know they can take advantage of this and this is what this is what leadership in California this is what they've gotten themselves into. It's crazy. All right. Let's read this a uh, uh, brand new article from Fox San Francisco. California raised the threshold for felony from $450 to $950 in stolen goods. It's still not high enough. You need to jack that up. And what you actually need to do is make it a crime to steal things. That's kind of the bottom line here. Because unless there's unless there's repercussions for your actions, you're just going to keep doing it. And that's what we're talking about right here. Before we jump on in, if you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies. I read the news. That's what we're doing. Sometimes it's on real estate related stuff. Sometimes it's on small business or business. This is kind of a major one of the major things that's out there right now is homelessness issues. Crime rising crime. California, it's got it all right. Coordinated crime sprees in major cities in California and New York and elsewhere are forcing retailers to close stores and limit operating hours as packs of shoplifters regularly make off with hundreds of dollars worth in merchandise to be resold online at street markets or returned for gift cards. Amid a crime wave sweeping San Francisco, five Target store locations are reducing operating hours, closing at 6 p.m. 6 p.m. I got to go to Target. Just got off work. Oh, not going to make it. Closing at 6 p.m. instead of the usual 10 p.m. As managers seek to secure merchandise and employee safety, Forbes reported, organized gangs brazenly steal branded items even with security present. As California raised the threshold for a felony charge from 450 to 950 in stolen goods. So big companies, big corporate companies know that they're going to sell a bunch of stuff between 6 and 10 p.m., right? I mean, those are purchasing hours. Maybe not as well as, you know, during the regular daylight hours. But the flip side is they've got so many people coming in and stealing stuff that they're like, yeah, no matter what we, no matter what we sell between 6 and 10, it's not worth it. It's not worth it for us to stay open. We're closing down. That's shocking. That's a shocking indictment of how bad crime has gotten for these stores and the environment that's going on in San Francisco, right? I mean, this is, that's just nuts. San Francisco Police Chief William Scott told NBC Nightly News, thieves calculate the worth of shoplifted goods to fall below the felony threshold, meaning officers cannot take action for misdemeanor theft, and stores must be willing to, to hire security guards to make a private person's arrest. I don't know if you saw the video with the guy who was filling up a 
a black bag in it was some kind of drugstore. Black bag in the drugstore had his bike in there, his bicycle. And he rode his bike out the door. And on his way out the door, going down the aisle, there was a gal videoing and a security guard. Security guard made the most half-hearted attempt to stop uh, the person from stealing. That just kind of reached out and just touched the bag. One of those kind of numbers. But are whatever the security guard's getting paid, are they going to make a private person's arrest? Are they really going to go that far? Are they going to put their life on the line? Who knows if these guys are armed or not, right? Um, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at with shopping in a Walgreens or a Target or any store like that in California. For more than a month, not, not, not anywhere in California, specifically San Francisco, but you've seen this storyline in other cities as well. But San Francisco has it's taken the taken the lead here. For more than a month, Target has been experiencing a significant and alarming rise in theft and security incidents at the San Francisco stores, a Target spokesman told Fox News. He cited similar decisions to reduce hours made by retailers in the Bay Area, including H&M, Gap, Marshalls and Walgreens. Target is engaging local law enforcement, elected officials and community partners to address our concerns, he said, with the safety of our guests, team members and communities as our top priority. We're temporarily reducing our operating hours in five San Francisco stores to 6pm. That's nuts. Ah, it's closing a little early. How come? Wow, because everybody was ripping them off. Ah, that's not good. No. That's terrible. And you know, some people are going to say, who cares about Walgreens? Who cares about Target? Well, here's how here's why you should care. If you shop there, all the stuff that gets shoplifted, that's an expense. Corporations are in business to make money. They're just going to jack up the price of the stuff you already buy there to cover this. So that that's kind of in a nutshell why you should care let alone the fact that you've got crime going on around you in a Walgreens. That's a hard no-go in my book, right? Walgreens has closed 17 locations in San Francisco over the last five years, citing this sort of theft. 17 locations. Not one, not two, 17. That's it's just nuts. Jason Cunningham, Regional Vice President for Pharmacy and Retail Operations in California and Hawaii, said at a hearing at the time that theft in Walgreens stores in San Francisco is four times the average of stores elsewhere in the country. And stores elsewhere in the country have what type of laws on shoplifting? Hmm, interesting. Yeah, should probably look into that. Maybe we could figure something out. Walgreens spends 35 times more on security in San Francisco than other areas where their stores are in operation. It, I mean, it, it makes sense, right? Because you just watch these videos of these people brazenly going into a store, grabbing a bunch of stuff and booking it on out of there. It's just, yeah, madness. Just last week, viral video from San Francisco showed a band of thieves running out of a Neiman Marcus in Union Square, carrying designer handbags before jumping into waiting getaway vehicles. The latest incident prompted California Retailers Association President Rachel Michelin to call for a statewide approach to this organized theft, arguing local leaders can no longer afford to snub law enforcement. <sighs> 
Yeah. Well, you know, we did have that whole defund the police thing. That was a that was a hot topic for a brief moment, wasn't it? Until it's not. We got crime just going through the roof in a lot of areas. And this kind of thing happening. What do you think the response time is to a shoplifting now? Hmm. Not good. The answer is not what the mayor said last week, which was retailers just need to hire more security guards. Yeah, no, that should be a hard no, Michelin told KGO TV. That's not going to solve the problem. Security guards are there to observe and report. They're not there to stop crime. That's law enforcement. We have to figure out a way in San Francisco for law enforcement and local officials to work together. Well, how about the law officials? Uh, how about they put something in place where it deters people from doing said shoplifting? I don't know. Let me raise that threshold just a little bit more. Put some people in jail? Because the, the, the Neiman Marcus deal, those are not homeless people looking for a sandwich because they're hungry. Is it? No, that's just not. Check out that video if you get a chance of uh, the people in Neiman Marcus pretty wild. Retailers reported a 60% increase in dollars lost since 2015 due to reduced staffing and lower morale during the coronavirus pandemic, new hands off store policies and lower penalties. Even low cost items remain locked in the shelves in the Bay Area, and customers must ask for assistance to access everyday items such as toothpaste, hair products, and a six pack of beer. Besides just impacting the bottom line, theft is causing employees and customers to feel threatened. In San Francisco, CVS and Walgreens employees are trained to be alert to prevent theft, but are warned not to confront shoplifters who could grow violent. Security guards at the pharmacy chains have often been attacked, and some stores have opted to hire more costly off-duty police officers. All right, yeah, I can see that as a game plan. But you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. There should be enough deterrent in, within the law that people are like, oh, yeah, that's a no-go. But that's just not the case. California has made it so acceptable to just pull these crimes off and just go on your merry way. Plus, if you do get caught, I mean, prosecutors probably aren't really going to do much, are they? How many times do we hear story after story after story of the same criminal doing the same thing? You know, they've been convicted 40, 50, 60 times, you know, just standard stuff. There's just no, there's no reason they shouldn't steal. It's pretty easy and they can get away with it. Why wouldn't they continue that if that's their thing? And for some reason, we seem to think that this is the way things should go, at least in California, at least in San Francisco, right? Because the way they got there is electing said officials who put these laws on the books. Speaking at the same hearing in May, Brendan Dugan, Director of Organized Retail Crime and Corporate Investigations at CVS, said professional crime accounts for 85% of the company's dollar losses. These are not individuals going in there just on their own accord. Hey, I need this scarf. I'm just going to take it. Describing San Francisco, one of the epicenters for organized retail crime, also known as ORC. But San Francisco public de uh, defender Doug Welch pushed back on that criticism, arguing the majority of his shoplifting defendants were not organized criminals, but homeless people who need more services. Well, you've probably got some of that too, right? Because we've dumped all the crazy people out of mental institutions and onto the streets. And they're just running around doing the same thing.
not all of them, but some of them, enough of them. And I would say shoplifting defendants, the the good ones, they're probably getting away with it. And that's why you've got the uh, it's why you've got the the increase. You got a sixty percent increase in dollars lost since two thousand and fifteen. That is not that's not five percent. That's not even ten percent. That's a huge upward number, right? So we know that professional crime accounts for eighty five percent of the company's dollar losses, and yet. The public defender is saying these are homeless people who need more services. Hmm, we got a two-sided story here. Now it's pretty clear this is organized retail crime, right? We've had it here in Seattle where people stealing stuff. They've been asked, "Well, where are you going to sell it?" And it's come out on, on numerous art news articles. I'm going to sell it at Third Avenue and. Pike or Pine, I can never remember which one. It's in downtown Seattle. There's a known, you know, fence there where people can take their stolen goods and sell it. Some of these news stories, they're just they're phenomenal. Um, the brazen actions of these people just walking in and stealing stuff. And there's really no reason for them to be frightened about doing that, is there? Because if you think about it, nobody's probably going to try and stop them. Would you if you're a security guard probably getting paid minimum wage, maybe a little bit more? Those guys don't make bank for sure. I mean, this is, you know, they're, they're just not, they're not going to be taking anybody down. Plus corporate policy is usually don't get involved. You're there just to see what's happening and be a presence. And then it's up to the police to stop people. But what we're basically saying is the police just, you know, they're not able to do much. They've been defunded. There's not enough, not enough of them on the street to begin with. Um, and they've got other bigger fish to fry. So these stores in response, yep, we're going to shut down 17 stores. And I think I did a podcast maybe six months ago, and it was Target shutting down another four stores. And uh, so 17 stores in San Francisco, shutting them down shutting them down, not closing at six, shutting them down permanently. Now, those are stores that were probably not doing all that great to begin with. I mean, from a financial standpoint, that's where you start. And then if you see that you've got, um, and they're probably not doing all that well to begin with because of shoplifting, right? And so you've got this known factor of, oh, we sold this amount of goods, and yet here's what we have in stock, that does not match up. Where did the rest of our goods go? Well, they went right out your front door with the dude on his mountain bike or whatever kind of bike it was. Just boom, gone. They went right out the door with the people getting into various different escape cars. They come running out the door and this door opens. One guy runs out, another gal runs out, another guy runs out. They're just, they've got it down. They know what they're doing. And then they're going to take their take their goods, fence it, or get a gift card back. They've got it down. They've figured it out. So until you get some more laws on the books that make it a little bit stiffer penalties to get caught for this stuff, kind of sounds like it's open season, doesn't it? Sure feels that way. So what's the bottom line here? What can we do as consumers? Well, if you're in San Francisco... And you find yourself at the voting booth, 
you're doing that thing online, not online, but through the mail, got to pick people who take a hard stance against this kind of thing. Because otherwise, just going to keep on going. And we've had politicians in place for a long time who've been very progressive saying, all right, we love our fellow human being. We don't really want to make this a crime. And here we are. Got stores closing, closing up early, people not feeling safe, ridiculous videos coming online. That's one of the things that's interesting about the whole, you know, cell phone and interweb. Now there's a video for just about any event that's happened. So like, you know, back in the olden days, you used to say, well, I heard about this. Now you just go online, type in a few words and your storyline will pop up and you're like, not only did I hear about it, I'm watching the video right now. I am watching these people run out of the store with stolen stuff. And we know that this is an ongoing, these are big scale operations. I did a podcast, I think it was $8 million worth of fenced goods. Can't remember how that was, but they, I think they found the warehouse where all the stuff was I mean, just some phenomenal numbers. And a lot of this stuff is with, with the CVS and the Walgreens, it's just normal stuff, normal stuff that they can sell, that they can fence, that there's a market for. Had an email from one of you and you're like, yeah, it's just goods that have a known quantity, like laundry detergent, still trying to wrap my head around that one. Why laundry detergent is a commodity that, you know, it's if it, it, granted is expensive, but it's also kind of heavy. You know what I mean? Got to grab those small items, less heavy, easier to get out. Ah, never mind me with my five pound weight of laundry detergent. Let me run out the store with that. It's stuff that can be and it doesn't really matter what the size is. But smaller is obviously better because um, although the guy on the uh, the bike, he was taking a frigging shopping bag out the door with him. Shopping bag, Neiman Marcus just running out the door with bags. It's a it's a wild world, isn't it? So make those votes count. If you're in San Francisco, and you're kind of wondering, all right, here we go. Is there anybody that's going to take a hard stance on crime? That doesn't seem to be like a popular opinion these days, does it? No, that's just kind of like, mm. we just look the other way. We point the finger at other places and go look at how bad they are. They're far worse. I don't think anybody can be any worse in San Francisco as far as the shoplifting thing goes. If there is, let me know. Maybe there are stores, but it's also super organized, it seems like, in San Francisco. I always you keep hearing about, okay, this isn't just a one-off. And it certainly isn't. The majority of shoplifting dependents were not organized criminals, but homeless people who needed more services. They can get most all this stuff for free if they look around. There are services out there for them. What are homeless people taking that they don't already get, you know, offered? Certainly not, uh, you know, it's not not offsetting the 60% increase in dollars lost since 2015. And now this is these are professionals doing this when CVS and Walgreens uh, shuts down, you know, it's bad, because how many levels of corporate did that just have to go through? Now we're going to close at six, you're going to close when? How come? Oh, crime real bad in these these, these stores right here, boom, 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 boom. Terrible. Make those votes count.
It's the bottom line if you want to see any change. That kind of goes for everything, doesn't it? But this is how we got there. We made crime not crime. Now it's significant and we're wondering, huh, how, how'd that happen? Now, most of us don't really wonder, do we? We kind of know how it got there. We're reasonable. We get it. There's just not a ton you can do till people start making their votes count. So there we go. All right, that's it for me on this one. Um, make sure to hit that notification bell. YouTube, and just all, all the subscribers to Seattle Real Estate Podcast, somehow all uncheck the notification bell because we put out content twice a day, Monday through Friday, once on Saturday and Sunday. People aren't getting notified. It's weird, right? So hit that notification bell. And I thank you for doing that. All right, that's it for me. Again, I'm Sean Reynolds from the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I will catch up with you on the next one. Until then, stay safe. We'll see you soon. Bye for now. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.